0: welcome into the daily wolves podcast i'm trip joined as always by evan at twitter not d wolfson and the daily wolves very special guest today you may know him from twitter at evan porter nba also you may know his instagram account t wolves insider evan will i ever get a follow back on instagram
1: you will man you gotta let me know when you follow me and i got you
0: i follow you currently so i take it We'll, we'll
1: get we'll get that happening don't worry
0: no thanks for joining happy to have you um We'll just kind of dive right in, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off to both you boys. But, I mean, first initial thoughts, NBA.com. Uh, this one's for Evan. You know, NBA.com, seven seed next year projection. What do we think?
1: Those are the Western Conference Power Rankings.
2: Yes. Yep.
1: Uh, too low, man. And I'm going to be, like, as non-biased as I can be. Too low. I see the Mavericks are above us. Um Absolutely not. I mean, we just have way more star power now. We have we have more depth than the Mavericks, and you know, I just I just I don't like they don't have a lot of bigs. They don't have a lot of, they lost Brunson. I mean, I, there's just no way that they're better than us. Um, you know, I think we're right up there with with Denver, Memphis, Phoenix. I think it's gonna take a little bit of a drop off. shot. I'd put us around four or five in the West at least right now, in my opinion. So
2: fair, for the people that are listening who haven't seen the NBA power rankings. Uh, we're at number seven just so you know so that people can like base it off that but seven I I in the western conference be yeah cool. seven in the western yes yeah, yeah yeah conference via nba.com pre-power rankings that came out i think also not only i agree with you on the stuff with the mavericks and that we should be higher but i think it's a little like i kind of feel a little disrespected that the pelicans are like right behind us because i feel like we're being compared to them in a way like i feel like i keep hearing on national talks that like the pelicans are this and the pelicans are going to be good and like I don't know. I just feel like there's disrespect. I feel like we're putting the same tier as the Pelicans. Does anyone else see it that way?
1: Yeah, like the uh, kind of the bottom half of the the playoff streak.
2: It's just
0: it's weird to me because, and I again, I yes, I'm biased at times, but like like to Evan's point about not being biased. I mean, like from a bigger picture thing, like we were the seventh seed last year, and we just added one of the best centers in recent memory. And um, if you think that Jalen Noel can be better than Malik Beasley, which I think a lot of people do, and he slots right into that sixth-man type role. He already and is. You add, yeah, and you add the bench depth with, like, a Kyle Anderson type. Um, Bryn Forbes, obviously, I'm just talking full, full roster here. But, uh, I mean, there's, there's no way this roster is not better than the seventh seed. I love Jared Vanderbilt. I'm one of his biggest fans. We'll always love him, and I'll miss him. And he's going to be great in the NBA for a long time. I think the best thing that's happened in his career was going to Minnesota because it showed the league what he can do. Um, but with that being said, uh, Rudy Gobert and Kat next to each other versus Vanderbilt and Kat. It's just, it's worlds different. I mean, we, we've got the best shooting big man of all time. One of the best centers in Gobert in recent memory. D'Lo, who's a very solid starter. I'm higher on D'Lo than most. Admittedly, Ant, a budding star. Jaden McDaniels has potential to be a star. I mean, I, I'm confused how we, we would be a seven seed. I mean, again, I, I'm realistic four seed, five seed, I mean, four, three, three, four, five, anywhere in there could happen. You have a couple lucky breaks here and there or bad breaks. But uh, to me, to, to, to say that we're standing pat as a seven seed, yes, the Western conference is getting better, but to me, that's, that's so mind blowing.
2: And like the Mavericks, all they really got was what Christian Woods, their big acquisition, who doesn't play any defense, you know, they lost Jalen Brunson and you replace him with Christian Wood, I think Jalen Brunson was bigger for the Mavericks than the impact that Christian Wood's going to come in and make. So that's why it's like, I don't understand why we're behind the Mavericks. And then on top of that, it's like, we should have won the series against the Memphis Grizzlies. We were the better team, and everybody knows that in their locker room, and we just lost a simply experience in the playoffs. And so like when you look at the Memphis Grizzlies team, they lost Kyle Anderson. They lost him. He's on our team now, and he was a huge part in their locker room and a really vital piece in their roster. So Memphis didn't really get mm-hmm. getting better, the right? Yeah.
1: So, Anthony Melton's gone too.
2: Yeah, and Anthony Melton. So like you can argue that Memphis took a step back potentially. They're betting on that Jared Jackson's gonna have a full year of just kind of being healthy. That's what they were betting on. Obviously, he, like he's hurt now, and what he's missing the first two months of the season, right? Something like that.
1: Um. I think, yeah, I think sure, he's going to be out, I think he's sure. out for, for a few months. And, like, realistically, I mean, yeah, the, the Wolves roster, especially now, is just it's just flat out better than Memphis. Like I said, we kind of beat each other in the asses in that in that series. I mean, we were up five out of six games heading into the fourth quarter, besides the game that they, they kind of blew us out. But we were we were up five out of six games heading into the fourth. So, like I said, that we beat ourselves. I think we're better than Memphis. Um, Denver at four, you know, I mean, like, yeah – Nikol Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter. It's just gonna be like they're gonna be up there for sure. I mean, it's just, you know, I like the addition of KCP. I think I think Denver's gonna be one of the best teams in the West. It's the fact that they could stay healthy and and Murray can come back pretty well as well as MPJ. But I think that's a pretty like decent ranking for them. I'm not really too mad about that. But I think yeah. we're right up there with Denver as well, you know.
2: I think we're like, yeah, you could put us in Denver in the same category. Yeah. I, I don't 100%. see how, or anything, like, I think our roster is just as good. And all Denver really did this summer was added DeAndre Jordan. So, like, they didn't do anything crazy either. And who knows? I mean, I like guys. Well, when guys come back in injuries, too, like, do you, you know, like, Jamal Murray's going to be what he was when he, when he was in that playing tournament? Like, that was insane, right? He was budding to his yeah, own. Do like, yeah. you know that like, Michael Porter Jr. is going to show us that he can stay healthy a whole season?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I just, I know Denver, you know, they have MBJ. Murray coming back, so I mean their offense is going to be great. You know, I like the the KCP addition and the Bruce Brown addition as well. Those are two really, really, really solid perimeter defenders. So I, I like how they added some defense as well. So I think I think Denver's going to be good. I mean, I, I have them pretty high ranked, um, but I mean obviously Golden State. I think Golden State and the Clippers are the one and two. I think Phoenix is going to take a little bit of a drop off this year, um, maybe to like three or three or four. But I think I think we're going to be fighting for, for three, four, five. In my opinion. Yeah, especially in the regular season.
0: Yeah, I I just think thinking out loud, and 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 you know, I could talk about it all night. But I mean, when when you think about, yes, a lot of teams in the West got better, namely the Clippers with getting Kawhi healthy, the um, Jamal Murray coming back healthy. Yes, a lot of these teams got and and teams got better through acquisitions. But I think there's an argument to be made that no one got better than the Minnesota Timberwolves this offseason. So to me, a seven seed would be remarkably disappointing. I'm not going to sit here and say we're winning a championship. I mean, I would love that. I hope we do. It could happen. But um, realistically, three, four-ish, five seed is kind of where I think we'll be. But with that being said, seven seed, I think, is downright offensive. Yeah. I mean, nonetheless,
1: the West is going to be crazy this year. I mean, it's, it's stacked. It's going to be a fun year in the West. But yeah, for sure. For sure.
2: So I guess um, moving on, I I wanted to know, uh, Evan, this is for you, you know, what, where were you? And, you know, what were you doing when the Rudy Gobert trade went down? Like, were you out? Like, it just kind of. Grocery shopping, like, were you just chilling on the couch lounging when you see it go across your screen? Did you see it, you get a text, a surprise text from one of your friends saying, we got Rudy Gobert. How did that come about, man? What was your reaction to that big trade?
1: So, yeah, I was, um, funny. story. yeah, I was at the, uh, I was at the dentist. So, I was, like, in the, in the chair, um, huh. kind of at the dentist. And, like, I remember they, uh, they, like, went back to go look at something. So, I was just in the room by myself and my phone, it was in my pocket. And then I'll, I I hear it just blowing the fuck up, like just blowing up, going crazy. So I just I took it out because, like, you know, they were they weren't doing anything. And I saw like a text from my one of my close friends who was like, yo, like Rudy Gobert. And I was like, in all caps, and I was like, oh, shit, like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So obviously, like I went on my Instagram and, you know, I I have a couple of like group chats on there and everyone was kind of going crazy. So I looked on Twitter and uh, so I was like a couple minutes late to the info, but I saw it pretty early and I was like, you know, I was, man, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed to see like all of the comments that Timberwolves fans were making about the trade. Cause personally, I, I loved the trade right off the rip. I was, a, I was a big fan of the trade.
2: Really? And like, no, a lot
1: no, of people no. weren't a big fan of the trade. And here's why. I mean, Minnesota has been, you know, one of the youngest teams in the league for a while you know, you go out, you get Rudy Gobert, who's, you know, one of the most impactful guys in the league. You know, he's, you know, obviously 3X Defense Player of the Year. But, you know, he fills so much of what Minnesota was, you know, bad at. You know, rebounding, being a lob threat, being literally arguably the best defender in the paint in the NBA. So, I mean, I was like, holy crap. And I personally think Cats more of a four anyway. So, I was really happy with it. And the depth thing and all that was was honestly kind of stupid in my opinion because, look, like you said, Vanderbilt, I love him. You know, he was one of my guys. Um, I've talked to him a couple of times. He's, he's a great guy. He really revived his career. But, but at the end of the day, you trade him, Beasley, Beverly, you know, all tradable tradable guys. And, you know, you give up a lot of draft capital. Cool. But you keep Jaden McDaniels and you give up more picks instead, which, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with giving up late first rounders. And, you know, like I said, we signed some veterans, Austin Rivers, Brent Forbes. We got Kyle Anderson, who's going to be a huge pickup for us. So, right. And we got TP back. Our bench is totally fine. I mean, we have a we have a shit ton of depth now. So you basically keep our depth and you also open up the role for Jalen Newall and, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am a huge, huge Jalen Noel fan. Like, I am very high on him. So, I'm excited to see him kind of take Beasley and Beverly's minutes this year. But overall, I love the trade,
2: 100%. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've talked about it a lot. Me and Tripp love Jalen Noel a ton. We think he's going to benefit. Just him and DeAngelo Russell are going to benefit the most on the team, probably by playing with Rudy Gobert. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. And that's another thing. I mean, Rudy Gobert is, you know, one of the best pick and roll guys in the league. He's, he sets good screens. He's a good roller, dunks the ball. You know, we don't have a guy who got consistently dunked the ball, you know, Cats on a big dunker. And yeah, like you said, D'Angelo Russell, Jalen Noel, even Anthony Edwards, obviously too. I mean, all three of the ball handlers, they're going to, they're going to, they're all happy. I I saw Jalen Noel was talking about how like him and Rudy's pick and roll He's excited for that. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. I wasn't the huge, big D'Angelo Russell fan last year. You know, he kind of had a slump during the midseason. Uh, obviously, I, I really got on him on my Instagram about his playoff performance because I do personally think it was horrible. I think it was way, way too bad for the player he should be. Um you know, I know Trip likes it. I know Trip likes D'Lo. I always see his tweets about D'Lo. Um, but I do, th- I do think he's in for a big year this year. As much as I, I didn't like him last year. I think he's in for a big year this year. And uh, you know, Finch wants to utilize his playmaking. I, I do agree. He's a great playmaker. It's his best part of his game, in my opinion. And when you add Rudy Gobert as a pick and roll guy for him, you know, I think he's gonna make take a lot of pressure off him. I think he's gonna make his game a lot smoother um you know I'm I'm excited I'm I'm happy for Delo. I'm happy that Gobert's on the team and I think D'Lo's gonna have a big year for sure
0: and to your point with keeping Jaden McDaniels another underrated thing that I don't think I've really heard anyone talk about um is this like you just mentioned Jalen Noel's your guy I mean and Jaden McDaniels man yeah wh- who's to say that that Utah didn't desperately want Jalen Noel as and oh know, they, did. they did
1: they did they, maybe they did maybe that's why you threw in
0: another pick mm-hmm. you know what I mean
1: Yeah. So Utah really wanted him. Um, They, they did, you know, I talked to a few guys, they said, they said Jaden McDaniels was was really wanted by, by Utah, but Conley, you know, Conley said, fuck, fuck the picks. Like, you know, let's give up a couple more late first rounders. Like Jaden's our guy, you know, they view Jaden as a, a key. They view Jaden as a star. Honestly, they really do. They view him as a star. He's got all NBA defensive talent. You know, he, he started to become a little more aggressive, you know, as this last year, if you guys could tell, you know, he's working on his kind of handle and attacking more. He'd be aggressive, he's shooting the ball pretty well towards the end of the year. So I mean, his offensive game's still a little raw, but if, mm-hmm. if he continues to develop that, I mean he's he's gonna be a phenomenal, phenomenal player for sure.
0: And the other underrated element of that is keeping Jalen Noel, because if you're a rebuilding team like Utah, we imagine they will be whenever they decide to trade Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he could have been a sweet young piece that, that had one good year in the system and you re sign you know? So another guy they were fortunate to keep that, you know, no one really seems to mention. Um, but to that mm-hmm. point, uh, yeah, like it all starts with, with the engine of Chris Finch's mind and how smart he is. What, you know, I am curious, what, what what was your initial thought when Chris Finch was hired and obviously the way it happened and then transform that to, to today? What is your thoughts on chris finch after chris finch man i love
1: chris finch i mean i think he's a really smart guy and like you know a lot of people didn't really know who he was when he first got here like a lot of people were kind of questioning oh the hire i know the nba was like investigating on um hiring him too remember we were supposed to like hire um the well i'm forgetting his name uh trailblazer the old trailblazers guy oh vanderpool vanderpool yep um but yeah not a lot of people knew him and like Like I said, a lot of – I get a lot of messages and questions, like, on my Instagram. So, like, I'm kind of always on there explaining stuff too. But, you know, Finch was asked a lot to me. And, you know, I I personally knew of him. I didn't know, like, a lot about him. But, you know, I knew he was on Nick Nurse's staff. So, like, I was excited. I mean, obviously, man, no hates Ryan Saunders. But, you know, he was just not ready to be a head coach in the NBA. I mean, you you don't bench – Anthony Edwards for the first 20, 20 games of his rookie year. Like, that mm-hmm. itself was just horrible. Anyways, but, yeah, no, Finch is great. Um, you know, I think he has a real shot of winning coach of the year this year. And I'm like, again, not even being biased. Like, if if we exceed to what this team can be in the regular season, I think, you know, Finch has a shot. I think he's a smart guy. Uh, the only thing I have bad on Finch is that he didn't play Jalen Noel as much as he should have. And, like, other than that, I mean, everything was good. I think he had a good game plan. Um, You know, his rotations were good. Like, if if guys weren't playing well, like, we saw Beasley kind of take a a turn of minutes early in the year. You know, he knows how to utilize guys. Um, You know, I don't think the playoffs was necessarily his fault um, or anything like that, you know. But I'm excited. Uh, He's a good coach. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be here for a long time. And hopefully Tim Conley, too.
2: Yeah. I like how he comes in and everyone, you know, he's known for being that offensive guru, right? And he comes in and he takes our defense and completely turns it around. And he shows mm-hmm. that he's not just a one-sided coach, right? That That's how you know a coach is good when he's giving you everything, making your team good on both sides of the ball. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, he's a smart guy, um, you know. I like him. I love Conley, man. I mean, Conley's another great addition to the staff. I'm really happy A-Rod and Mark Glore were were willing to go out and pay him because, you know, Conley's, you know, he's one of the best. He's probably a top three guy at at what he does in the NBA. So, you know, he made a big splash right away. Not a lot of people were really expecting a big splash because, you know, Minnesota has not been a team that makes really big splashes. And, you know, he said he went out and did it. You know, he signed I like the Rivers edition. Good veteran, can defend, can shoot the ball. I like Brent Forbes. Is a cheap, cheap forty-one percent shooter for for one point eight million dollars. Um, Kyle Anderson, yep. man, another great addition. I mean, Kyle yep. Anderson's great. You know, he's he's a veteran. He's he's played big minutes, played playoff games. He's a good playmaker. He's he's honestly a, he's a good Vanderbilt replacement. If we're talking about defensive minded mm-hmm. players, he's a good defender, great defender. So. You know, I, I really, this is, like, I, I've tweeted this out, but I think this is the best Tim Timberwolves roster we've ever had. Like, especially, like, you know, the 2004 roster has been our best roster, best roster ever, excuse me. But I think this, this roster has a chance to, to top it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think- and I think that it's, you know, just hearing people say it instead of coming from my own voice. Like, when you really, the, just hearing you say it, Evan, you say, you know, the Tim Conley hire, you know, Chris Finch is back, and then you got, you know, Bryn Forbes, all the, you know, they add, for cheap, they add Kyle Anderson, they trade for Rudy Gobert, just hearing other people say it out loud, it kind of reminds you, like, man, the Timberwolves had a hell of an off season. just wanted, like, I it can't be understated, they, they got a top Pobo to leave his job while under contract to come here, they got one of the best centers in recent memory. They added a bunch of bench depth. I mean, they kept core pieces. It just truly, I mean, I mean, we've kind of touched on it all, but just hearing you say it out loud, it really reiterates, man, this sure. team, what, what an offseason.
1: Dude, yeah, it's awesome. And like, like I said, like, if you go back to, like, if you go on the Timberwolves Instagram and you like, or even Twitter, I know you guys are more on Twitter, but um, if you look at, like, the original post of Minnesota trading for Rudy Gobert. If you look at the comments, it is it is all slander. And it is all, it is mostly fans being disappointed. And like, as much as I love Minnesota and the fans, we have great fans. Like, I was just so confused. Like, it was all slander. They, they, they said stuff like, oh, we threw our future away. Like, we still have a couple of first-round picks. We didn't trade every first-round pick. And we still have, our young core, like we have Edwards, we have McDaniel's. Like I said, we kept McDaniel's, we kept Noel, two guys that are both going to get extensions over the next year or so. Um, you know, we have Edwards. Cat is twenty six. You know, he's not even old yet. You know, he's nope. he's going into his prime. Like D is twenty six. I mean, I know people are going to probably want him to sign an extension. I mean, this is a contract year for him. It's a big year. Um, obviously, I don't think he's wor- I don't think he's worth a max. I really don't. But I do think, like, if he plays well, I think D-Level will definitely come back for like around, you know, I'd pay him twenty million dollars. I'd pay him twenty-five million dollars, twenty to yep. twenty-five, I and I think he'd come back, especially if the team is having success. So, um, you know, I just I didn't I didn't understand how people really thought we got rid of our future and made a made a mistake by trading over. I I absolutely love the trade, and honestly. I
0: think it's it, it's one of those things where there's kind of two parts to it that that kind of stick stick out to me is this. One, it's the Utah Jazz, so you don't really see them a lot on TV, right? They're not the Lakers. They're not on TV every night. So it's like the Timberwolves. You, you think Anthony Edwards is really good, but the people are always going to say, LaMelo's better, LaMelo's better, because you see them play more because, you know, they're they mm-hmm. flashy. But the reality is this. You don't see – there's – the people that watch Utah Jazz games are, are diehards, one, or Utah Jazz fans. And two, if they were on TV, guess what? It was probably in Utah, which – is what, if it starts at nine, ten o'clock at night on yeah. a weekday in Minnesota or wherever you live. So, I mean, it's just tough to say. But I think Gobert is a perfect example of a guy who the stat sheet, which, by the way, very good stats. But he just impacts winning in such it's a his way. impact, I, man. You're yeah. going to see it. You're going to see it. Donovan Mitchell's a good player, but I, I don't think people realize the impact that Rudy Gobert had to that team consistently being one of the best teams. In the regular season at least in the NBA. Yeah, I mean dude.
1: For sure. I mean, you know, the Jazz were a one seed one year and that was, you know, Gobert was their main defense. He was their anchor. I mean, he's the impact.
2: He
0: was their best player. Yeah.
1: I mean, impact wise, he was he was yeah, he's their best player. And like I personally I think on my list, like I think Gobert's, you know, you could put him in the top twenty if you want. For sure, top twenty five, but you could put him in the top twenty based off of just impact alone. Um you know, people are like, it's funny because Cat Cat gets so much unnecessary hate, and so does Gobert. So, and now we have kind of both of those guys on our team—two undervalued guys that get a lot of hate just just around the NBA media world. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Yo, it's not gonna work," but but just wait. I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm just ready for them to prove everybody wrong. And I think I think Cat's gonna be very good at the four. Like, I think he's naturally a four. He plays like a four. He doesn't play like a center. You know, he's not a yeah. he's not a center in my opinion. So I think I think it works out well. I mean, I honestly do. Like Cat, you don't need Cat in the in the paint. You don't need him defending fives and Gobert. Man, he just solves so many issues. I mean, we got tormented by Brandon Clark because we couldn't rebound the ball. And you know, Rudy Rudy just brings another level of paint protection and, and rebounding. I mean, he averaged almost 15 boards a game last year. So yeah, get alone with this defense. So. You know, it's it's an exciting year for Minnesota. Um, you know, starting with Conley signing. I mean, this 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 offseason has been great, like you said, like the Conley signing, the Finch extension, multi year. You know, the Go Bear trade, signing mm-hmm. some. Like we have a lot of depth too. I think that's I think that's what people are forgetting. Like we have depth now, a lot yeah, of it.
0: I I completely agree, and I think uh, I think this is a fun one to end on. But I'd love to hear from you, Evan. Who um... Who's the most? If the Timberwolves are successful this year, who's the most important player? Mm. I'm not, so saying the
1: you, so, so not the best. So, so you're asking who the most important player is, like for our success, like who's like the key, like if key guy to be our successful, success. Successful?
0: Who? Yeah. Who's going to be a key? You know, arguably the most important person to deliver that success. Because there's a lot of good players.
1: Look, you know. You can say whoever you really want. I mean, you can say Carl Anthony Towns. You can say Anthony Edwards. You can say Rudy Gilbert. Um, I'm going to say D'Angelo Russell. Yes. Okay. And, like, you know, we have the three stars, you know, they're going to do their thing. Ants, Ant's on a year three jump. He's going to go crazy. Everyone knows. He's, he's going to have a phenomenal year. Cat at the four is going to be just fine guarding forwards and, you know, staying true to his offensive side of the game. Gabriel's going to come in. We know what he's going to do. He's going to be impactful. He's going to be a, a great center for us. But I think it's going to be D-Lo. I think Delo's coming off a really bad playoff performance. I think I I know you guys can agree with me on that. I mean, look look at it. You can just look at his numbers. And I mean, if you can look at his performance, it was just awful. It was horrible. Yeah. And you know, I think Kack got more blamed than he did, which was crazy. So I think it's Russell. I think he's got a big contract year. He has a pick and roll guy that, you know, he was, he was excited. I saw him with Dane Moore talking, how he was excited to have Gobert and, and, you know, have him elevate his game in the pick and roll. Um, So I think it's D And I think, uh, and as well, I think, I think Noel and McDaniels are going to be huge force as well. A hundred percent.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think it's D and it isn't even close. You know yeah. what you're getting out of cat. You know what you're getting out of go bear. I expect, you know, I would say, a, 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 you know, Maybe a close second. I guess the closest second in my truly, in my opinion, is Jaden McDaniels just because we're looking for him to take that leap offensively and, mm-hmm. and especially just seeing him continue defensively, the pr- progress he's made. I think Ant will continue to make the jump. Um, I, I don't question that, but I would say that, that I could not agree more. ever um, you want to quickly what, hear your answer? I'd love to, love to hear what you have to say.
2: Um, let's see. I'm going to take... I'm going to agree with you on the D'Angelo Russell. I like that. I like that pick a lot. Do um, you think, like, I'll tell you my second one first. My second person, before I ask you the question, is going to be Jalen Noel. I have him taking, being such an important piece to the Timberwolves this year. So I have him at number two right behind Dilo But mm-hmm. for D'Angelo Russell, if he's having a really big year and he's going to affect the Timberwolves in such a great way, he can't probably raise necessary scoring numbers. Do you think it's going to be like, is it going to be a scoring? That he's taking a big, like he's more efficient, or he's just he's consistently averaging twenty three a night, or is it like his playmaking that really comes about now that he doesn't the pressure comes off? Does he go more to like a facilitator role, just that true point guard leader on the court, calling stuff out in defense, being the quarterback, you know, the Timberwolves teamer? Right? Like what what takes D'Angelo Russell this year to that level for both of you?
1: Trip, you want to go? You want to go out or you want me to? A-
0: Sure, I'll start. Yeah, I would just say to me, it's uh, there's two key things there. It's uh, his facilitating slash playmaking. I count those as one. Um, and two, I think it's it's not going to be him scoring thirty a night. It's going to be him scoring on the nights where Cat can't get a bucket and Ant can't get a bucket, and he has to take over offensively. It's it's being able to take over when he needs to, not when he chooses to and his ability to distribute and play make at a high level. That's what's yeah. going to take
1: him over. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I would say for me, the two the two things for me are going to be a little different. I'm going to go with, for one, I'm going to go aggression for number one. A lot of times last year, I saw, saw, saw d play play really slowly. And, you know, there's I think consistency is number two for me, and that ties in with aggression. I think d I think Delo was kind of a an on and off guy last year there were games where he looked like you know that that all-star caliber point guard when he was really aggressive with the ball and then there were games where he was just throwing up bad shots and just you know playing really slow and i just want to see him be aggressive especially with with gobert now on the team and i want to see him consistent you know like you said i want to see him be able to knock down shots when guys aren't um and i think he's going to be huge and yeah like you said like uh also, Evan also said about Jalen Noel being the second Noel guy. I mean, Noel's, like Finch said, his role is going to be huge. I think I think he's going to be the main guy off the bench. So Noel's going to have a huge year. He's going to be the main guy. going to be. The, I think he's going to be the sixth man. Yeah. If it looks him and Anderson, probably six and seven or something like that. But I think Noel's going to play a lot of minutes. He's uh, he's going to be big for us. But yeah, I think those two for D-Lo would be uh, my two.
2: I think the the pressure like. I think last year you see D'Angelo Russell he took a pretty pretty big leap no one expected on the defensive end. He became a you know a, a defender that wasn't quite a liability anymore, which was like it's a huge step for his career. And he you can only assume he's gonna improve, right? But then on top of that, now you add Rudy Gobert, and all of a sudden it's gonna make D'Angelo Russell look like like a really solid defender because Rudy can cover up a lot of things for D'Angelo. I think that's gonna be another part that's like overlooked. I don't know if you two would agree with that.
1: Yeah, I mean Rudy did that for the Jazz. I mean, he did that. He did that when the Jazz was one seed. I mean, when you look at their perimeter defenders they had, it was it was pretty awful. So I mean Rudy kinda Rudy kind of covered that up a lot for the Jazz. But I, I mean I see what you mean to an extent for sure. Yeah. I still think, I think Russell needs to improve a lot on the defensive end. I think I think people were overhyping him too much on the defensive end. He did improve. He showed a little more aggression, but you know, I still don't think he's like good good defender you know
0: i agree with that's fair and i'm I, I can say that as a guy who believes in him quite a bit it's just something like you said some nights he just plays slow and it's like what are you doing
1: um see yeah i know you're a big d lo guy so don't want to give him too much slander but yeah i know no, expecting... i appreciate
0: it it's uh it's one of those where it's like look certain nights i am certainly i i, I love d lo but there's certain nights where i'm like what the fuck are you doing like it just yeah you like, know and that's, that's slow, what a lot of
1: wolves fans do like like I have a group chat on Instagram that we watch like every game and we're always chatting about the game and it's yeah. a, a lot of the times, like there's nights where we're like, Yo, what what in the world is D Lo fucking doing right now?
0: You know. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. But it's just the other flashes on the other side are like, man, this dude can play. So there's a lot. to play, man. He can about. play.
1: I know he can play. I know he can be better, man. And that's why, like, this is a big year for him. And I think he's going to be the, the, the key the key to our success, for sure. I asked
0: that question because I would have answered the same way if you didn't, but I appreciate the answer. And, yeah, I would just say for everyone out there listening, there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, you know, you don't. it's a lot easier to fill up, you know, cover up, for uh, deficiencies of certain players when you have uh, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, the list goes on. Jalen Noel, hopefully Chris Finch actually plays him a lot, my goodness. Uh, and it just, the list goes on and on. When you have the Torian Prince, you have talent from top to bottom.
1: Everywhere, it, man.
0: Everything. Everywhere. It's just so much easier to Cover up small deficiencies, whether one guy's not a great defender, whatever. Yes, everyone should take a step forward on both sides of the ball, just because of the pure talent out on the court. But there is a ton to be excited about. NBA.com with the seven seed, I kind of love it. Let them have it. You know what I mean, dude? They
1: they they're always gonna underrate us, and you know it's good because
0: the big markets. I mean, in my opinion,
1: man, I like no biases at all. If if we play to the potential of this roster. I think we can compete for a championship. I like, I, I 100% do. And, like, I'm not even trying to be a biased fan. Like, we have – like, look at our starting lineup, dude. Like, we have one of the best starting lineups in basketball right now. As long – as well with guys – if Joel and Noel can take that step. Yep. And you have guys like Kylie Anderson, Torian Prince, like you said, off the bench, you know, Austin Rivers, Brent Forbes, you know, Torian Prince, Nas Reed. And, like I said, like, we have – we're deep. Like, we're deep and we have yep. one of the best starting lineups and a great coach. So like, there's no there's no like, lowballing it. Like we could be good. Like we could well, be great. Uh,
0: and yeah, you know, and I am just gonna say this confidently. Hearing you say that, I think it's safe to say the other Evan ha- probably has a follow up question to that.
2: Yeah the the follow up question for me kind of piggybacking off that since you think they can contend any year with this roster, I just want to know. We always we always ask some of our guests what what is the record prediction? Like where do you think seed wise? And kind of that record prediction where are they gonna finish in the Western conference if you're going to predict it. Let me hear it out. Look, time. I'm
1: gonna be confident in like I'm gonna be confident that that this team gets gets it done in the regular season, you know, with how stacked we are now. I'm gonna say we finish behind the Clippers and the Warriors. I think we're gonna go number three. I'm gonna put us at three. You know, I like LA with quyback. I like I like the Norman politician they're stacked. I like Golden State still so I'm gonna put us at three. But I do think, you know, I won't say the number of games because I never really guessed, like, how many wins. But yeah, I think we could win in the 50s for sure. But I think we'll go 3 seed in my opinion. And, and you know, it just depends on mattress, But, like, I think a lot of the teams in the West this year, we could really beat out. Like, Dallas, Denver, Phoenix, I think we could take. Like, I just – I really think this team at the highest potential has a chance to really go far in the West. Whether it's the Western Conference Finals, whether it's a championship run, depending on how it goes and injuries and all that, you got to count. In Minnesota, has been unlucky sometimes with injuries, but I'm gonna say three seed for regular season. I, I do think this team has a shot in the West to like to to win the West. Like as crazy as it sounds, as a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, you know, like we're not really ever allowed to say that kind of stuff, you know. But I really think this is the year we could we could really do some damage.
0: It's exciting to hear it. It's not the craziness of, of irrational um, biased fans. It's This is across the board. Timberwolves are finally getting people to buy in. So there's a lot to be excited about. Evan, can't thank you enough for joining. Follow him on Twitter. For sure, man. Evan Porter NBA, also available on Instagram, has a great Instagram account, T-Wolves Insider. Appreciate that. Check yes, them sir both, both out. And for the other Evan and myself, the Daily Wolves on Twitter for him, at not D Wolfson for me. Like, share, subscribe wherever you podcast. Appreciate you all listening. Have a great night.
1: Peace out, Peace guys. Out. Thank you so much.